the International Soccer Preview. We are Soccer Files Canada. Welcome to the short version of Series 19, looking at the groups and teams of the 2023 Asian Cup, played in Qatar in January 2024. This episode is looking at Group A, host Qatar, China, Tajikistan, and Lebanon. Here we go! The International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada, Series 19. I'm Kevin. And I'm Kiara. Yeah, so in the short version here, we're replacing parts one and two of the full-length version that I did with Connor. Uh, in this version, a short summary of each team's history and a look at their recent form. In that full-length version, Connor and Kevin introduced the teams in part one with some information about each country, location, population, and so on. And part two is a history of each team with a deep dive into Asian Cup Finals history. They then look into performances in recent tournaments and end with an overview of the players. Yeah, so in this media cast, we'll have that uh, summary and uh, recent form section. And then we're going to tag on part three from the full length version, which is uh, Connor and my discussion of the uh, prospects of each team. So if this short version grabs your interest, keep your eye out for the full length version and players version, which will come later in 2023. Stay tuned at the end for more information on accessing our previous uh, media casts. Okay, so without delay, let's get into the four teams of Group A of the Asian Cup Finals. These are Qatar, China, Lebanon, and Tajikistan. All right, and we're going to begin uh, with Qatar and a, uh, uh, a summary of their history here. So prior to 2019, Qatar was a second-tier team and had done well to rise to that level. 1990 saw a spike in performance that almost saw them reach the World Cup, but otherwise the bottom half of the final group stage of World Cup qualifying, as well as quarterfinal finishes in the 2002 and 2017 Asian Cups, seemed a bit of a ceiling for them. The 2019 Asian Cup was impressive, and so was, to varying degrees, the many competitions they joined in preparation for hosting the 2022 World Cup. Ultimately, they peaked too soon, and the World Cup performance was uh, far short of the 20, 000, uh, 2019 Asian Cup performance. Uh, losing all three games in the World Cup there is on par with the second-tier Asian team that they predominantly are. And now that the World Cup is over, it's a new era, and it remains to be seen whether they continue to challenge at the top tier in Asian soccer or whether they'll return to being a second tier team. Yeah, in, in terms of that recent performance, um, their bid to become a top tier Asian team and the tremendous effort they put into it never really came to fruition, uh, apart from that 2019 Asian Cup. The sixth of six place finish in the final round of the 2018 World Cup qualifying, the good but not great performances in competitions like the 2021 Arab Cup and the 2021 Gold Cup. And of course, those three losses in the 2022 World Cup that you mentioned, all point to an ambitious team not quite making the grade. Uh, the change from a Spanish manager to a defensive Carlos 
Cuero's uh, After the Cup suggests a less ambitious direction, and it showed in the 2023 Gold Cup um, with several of the stars of the 2019 Asian Cup now sidelined. All right. Well, that is uh, Qatar. I forgot to put up the little title when you were doing the recent forum there, but uh, there it is. And we move on to China and start with kind of a summary of their history. So I'll put up a little graphic here to remind you where we are on the YouTube. Uh, China tends to regard themselves as a bit better than they actually are, which is very much a second-tier team that can't contend with the top teams in the region and whose, success, whose successes stem from good campaigns against second-tier teams. They almost never win against top-level teams like South Korea, Iran, and China, and uh, Japan, I should say. They, at the best, steal a draw from those top teams and have a penchant for falling apart when they are winning. Every time a game has gone beyond extra time with the top team, they have lost, although Iran is a bit of an exception to that. China's World Cup record is poor for such a big nation that excels in some athletics. They have only reached the World Cup once, and that was in 2002 when South Korea and Japan hosted, leaving more room for Asian teams. Otherwise, they do well to reach the final round. But apart from a near miss in 1982, they finish in the bottom half of the final round group. The Asian Cup is better, though. They finished in the top four five of seven times between their first entry in 1976 and when they hosted in 2004. Generally, they dodged the top teams until being knocked out by them. Since 2004, they have fallen at the group stage twice and at the quarterfinal level twice. In looking at their recent performance, um, since their quarterfinal exit in the 2019 Asian Cup, um, they have not played much. Third place finishes in the 2019 and 2023 EAFF Cup uh, are par results, suggesting they still can't challenge the top teams in the area, South Korea and Japan. The only other tournament was 2022 World Cup qualifying, where they were poor, earning only one win over their 10 games to Vietnam at home um, and losing all games on the road. Yeah, that EAFF Cup is more of a kind of a local uh, East Asian region. So um, they're in that group with South Korea, Japan, Hong Kong, and a, a bunch of other kind of weaker teams in that region. Okay, let's move on to our third team, which is uh, Lebanon. And Lebanon also is a second-tier team, though a fairly weak one. As such, they sometimes reach the final round of World Cup qualifying and reach the Asian Cup, but are not a serious threat once there, at best taking points off top-tier teams only smatteringly. They have improved in recent times, reaching the final round of World Cup qualifying in two of the last three editions and reaching the Asian Cup the last two times, although the expansion of that cup in 2019 is also part of the reason. As a second-tier team, they should be more competitive in the local cup, that's uh, the West Asian Football Federation, uh, which is populated with second-tier Middle Eastern teams, such as the UAE, Oman, and the like. Uh, they sometimes uh, do, but not regularly enough, suggesting they are at the weekend of a second tier. Yeah, being a second tier team also means dropping points to third tier teams from time to time. 
Um, and though they don't do that regularly, a tie with Myanmar in 2018 World Cup qualifying and a loss to Turkmenistan in the 2022 campaign shows that those kinds of results can undermine their campaign. 2019 was a consistent performance over, over North Korea, Hong Kong, and Malaysia. The 2022 World Cup final round saw them exchange evenly with Iraq and Syria, um, even if they did finish last behind them. All right, and our final team in the group is Tajikistan. And uh, in terms of their history, they were a second to third tier team in the late 90s who were capable of stealing points from the likes of Uzbekistan, China, and lesser Middle Eastern teams like Bahrain here and Oman. By the 2000s, though, they were clearly a third tier team and found themselves dropping points to the likes of Bangladesh and Maldives. The Asian Cup was beyond their level, so the AFC Challenge Cup uh, was more appropriate to them, and they were successful in that tournament, playing amongst the weaker teams in Asia. Recently, however, they have improved. Yeah, for their recent performance, um, the return to Asian Cup qualifying saw them once again weak in 2018 World Cup and 2019 Asian Cup qualifying. Uh, they finished behind third-tier teams, Kyrgyzstan, Yemen, and Philippines, all teams they should be competitive with. Um, but as you mentioned, their form improved in the 2022 and 2023 campaigns, uh, finishing ahead of Kyrgyzstan uh, in both and ahead of Singapore, one of the stronger third-tier teams. A tie with second-tier Oman, who was invited to their local cup in 2023, was a good result. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the uh, of this summary and look at recent performances of Group A. And now um, we'll move into part three of the full length discussion where Connor and Kevin discuss the prospects of these teams. So uh, maybe let us go back to the, the FIFA rankings because I don't feel the head to heads really show much. Uh, and I'll ask you if you feel that uh, Qatar is uh, basically 21 points ahead of uh, China or just nine points ahead of China? I probably think it's it's 21. Um, I know they had a disappointing World Cup, but, you know, they are the defending Asian Cup champions. Um, you know, and they've, they've had probably some inconsistent results ever since that triumph. Um, but some good results in there, too. Whereas China, I think, are firmly a second-tier team. Um, so, no, I do think Qatar, especially playing at home, um, kind of deserves the, the gap that the FIFA rankings represent. Yeah, uh, that home advantage, of course, uh, is uh, is important, I think. And I don't really uh, put, put the World Cup down too much. I mean, they were kind of always a bit out of their league there. And maybe the 2019 Asian Cup was an early peak or maybe... They were just out of their uh, out of their depth at that level. Um, I, I'm more concerned about how they've been since then. And for me, the biggest change is, is the change of manager from Felix Sanchez, who who I viewed as a very positive character, to uh, Carlos Queiroz, who's quite negative. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I I think they uh, they built well under Felix Sanchez. Um, I think he might be in Ecuador now. He's kind of gone on you know, actually one of Qatar's rivals from the World Cup. I do think Kirish is a bit more of a negative 
manager um, in terms of style of play and and even in terms of discipline and things like that. So I don't think it's a it's a necessarily a positive step forward for Qatar. Yeah, I think uh, we're both thinking of the uh, recent uh, Gold Cup, which we didn't cover here, but uh, uh, 13 yellow cards and one red card. They were lucky to get past the group stage, whereas in 2021, they quite uh, convincingly got past the group stage. Uh, in in their quarterfinal game there, um, they had six or seven players on the suspension. It was just a big mess. And that's what we mean by uh, Carlos Queiroz being a kind of a negative influence on the team. And the other thing is there were some players like Akram Afif who they didn't bring uh, to that cup. Almoez was, I think, kind of came in injured or sick or something, but ineffective. So all of the players of the 2019 Asian Cup, uh, most of them were were gone. Some of them too old, but uh, uh, some of them just left off the team. So uh, there are signs of them coming back in. Do you think um, they can get back to what they were in 2019? Probably not that, you know, that strong. But I think when they were, they were obviously building for years towards the World Cup. But the goal wasn't to do well in the World Cup and then fall back off. The goal is to maintain it, to be a team that, you know, probably in their minds can be competing with with the elite teams, you know, Japan and Korea and Saudi Arabia. So I think that's the level they want to get to. I think they showed it that they could get there at the last World Cup, or sorry, at the last Asian Cup. Form has fallen off a little bit, and I think this Asian Cup could be a bit of a turning point to see whether it was kind of a flash in the pan or whether they can actually build towards being a sustainable top team in the region. Yeah, we always wondered how they would be going forward, but, uh, you know, I think... um... A lot of people thought, oh, you know, they put a lot of money into their uh, uh, World Cup team and they kind of came out from nowhere. That's not true. They've they've been the second-tier team in the region for a long time. And uh, sure, putting the money in and preparing for the World Cup was a bit to make them a, a top-tier team, which probably didn't work. But I still think uh, a solid second-tier team. And as you said, with home advantage. Yeah. Yeah, um, I guess my question is uh, not so much if they weaken, but are any of the teams below strong enough uh, to overcome them, especially at home? And you've you've uh, talked a little bit about China, but any more to say on that? No, I mean I think with with China, you, they're just uh, the sleeping giant that you're you're waiting to to wake up. I guess like India, though, though China at a higher level. Um, I, I see China as getting out of this group. They should be beating kind of the pot three and four teams. Um, I don't, not sure they have quite enough to challenge Qatar, um, but I don't really see them being entirely susceptible to a, to uh, a threat from below. But uh, what do you think? Do you think Lebanon and Tajikistan have a shot at finishing second? Uh, I'm kind of with you. I mean, it's not really a comment on China's strength, but uh, 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 more of a comment on the level of competition here. Uh, China have always been uh, consistent uh, over third and fourth tier teams. We saw in the quarterfinals of the last cup that they didn't have much problem with uh, with Thailand. So I don't think they'll have much problem uh, against the teams here. Uh, but I think kind of going forward into the competition, they really are a second-tier team. And, of course, they should be a first-tier team. I've actually uh, I taught at the university there a lot of Chinese students. 
in the class, so the ones knowledgeable about soccer. And they basically seem to think the same that I do, that they should be better. Uh, but they kind of saw the problem as, you know, bureau bureaucracy and and uh, kind of old style, um, uh, old. You know, in two thousand and two, when Goose Heating came in and kind of broke broke up some some practices of uh, older players and younger players and showing too much respect to older players and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, the the students kind of seem to be saying st uh, things like that, like they're just not. Um, they're just not very progressive. Uh, in the yeah. player section that we planned, I was uh, I was going to talk about the teams. Uh, China used to make it to the the uh, Asian region has its own kind of Champions League, and the Chinese teams were developing there for a while, uh, as you probably know. But uh, uh, they were getting a couple of teams into say the final rounds of those uh, uh, Championship club competitions and over the last few years they really haven't so their club form has fallen off quite a bit too and you know that produces the players that would be in this tournament yeah even looking at rankings we talked about china's just long-term stability not really moving up not really sliding down and i kind of see them as that in this tournament you know probably where it deserved to be where they are ahead of a lot of third tier teams but not not competing it with the first tier ones and we saw that too in world cup qualifying where they only picked up one win over vietnam um in the 10 games they played in that round yeah you know the sleeping giant argument has been around uh has been around for hundreds of years in fact but uh uh it's never really come to fruition and in, in the soccer um uh, they seem to be getting weaker, in fact. So uh, I agree with you that they'll probably finish second in this group, but uh, they don't seem any kind of a match for top-tier teams, so I don't think they'll get far beyond this round. Yeah. The bottom two are interesting in that Lebanon is ranked seven places ahead of Tajikistan and FIFA, but actually um, 11, or sorry, nine spots behind them in... Uh, in elo so perhaps there's a bit of confusion over who is the pot three and pot four team and, and we mentioned that although lebanon is a pot three team they're only um just into pot three whereas tajikistan at the top of pot four so do you think those teams are virtually equal or do you give give the edge to one or the other it's kind of tough to say because they both have arguments in their favor i mean lebanon has reached the final round of world cup qualifying uh, they have reached the Asian Cup before. Uh, Tajikistan ha have not done either of those things. Um, we did see actually they were they were a lot closer than most people think in 2022 to the final round of World Cup qualifying. Um, but in terms of momentum, that definitely seems to be in Tajikistan's favor, uh, where they looked a lot stronger in 20. Uh, 23 Asian Cup qualifying, which includes the World Cup qualifying. Uh, in the first two rounds. Um, so I'm almost tempted to say that uh, Tajikistan uh, is looking slightly better going into this tournament, but definitely Lebanon has history on their side. What do you think? I do agree that um, that the form favors Tajikistan. Um, I think Lebanon, um, you know, even though they didn't do particularly well 
in the final round of World Cup qualifying, they they probably will have gained some good experience playing a higher, you know, against higher level teams, whereas Tajikistan don't really have that, you know, even competing in the Challenge Cup for all those years. So, um, yeah, so I think it, it'll it be close. Um, I think these teams, um, you know, their best point of, their best chance of points is obviously against each other. Um, you know, a tie would kind of, eliminate the chance of either one of them getting through it as one of the four best third place teams but i think they will be competitive it's a tough one to call it is and it'll probably you know uh, the game between them of course will be uh, the biggest factor but uh, it'll come down especially if we're talking about a third place team advancing to whether they can take any points off the teams above them so uh, returning to that even though we've kind of called china as a second place finisher here uh, do you think it's possible for these teams to take uh, any points off of the top two i think it's possible even if i wouldn't necessarily predict it um, China, you know, can, you know, um, can drop points. Um, Qatar too, their form really since the, the World Cup has been quite erratic, even before that, losing to some teams they really shouldn't be. So it's possible, but um, like I said, I wouldn't, I wouldn't predict it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like one of the things when you, when you uh, start looking at, at weaker teams is, you know, they, they do have their successes, especially at the game level. Uh, but then you start falling into thinking that, you know, they can take on the teams of a higher tier. Uh, and in fact, that's a very hard uh, bridge to gap. So, um, you know, uh, Tajikistan is kind of a third tier uh, team here. It would really be uh, an event for them to uh, take points off of teams at, and especially uh, to be successful at the campaign level uh, by doing so. So um, as much as I kind of admire Tajiki's momentum coming in. It's very hard for teams to to bring it to the cup and to actually make it uh, happen at the campaign level. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think, um, you know, we're, we're kind of both leaning towards pot order here, but I'm going to nail you down here uh, because you've been so evasive. <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, how do you think this is going to end? I'm going to say um, mostly pot order, um, Qatar and China, but um, maybe I'll give the edge to Tajikistan based on momentum. I know I spoke about Lebanon's history, but um, in a one-off game, I see Tajikistan perhaps more likely to win it. So I'm going to go Tajikistan third and Lebanon fourth. Yeah, honestly, despite what what I just said about moving up a tier, I kind of I kind of feel that coming. I don't think Lebanon is so far. Uh, above Tajikistan that they they can't be taken and actually Lebanon has kind of always underperformed a little they should have been in more cups than they have been um, and so I I think um, uh, if I'm pinned down to it I, I'm gonna say Qatar China Tajikistan and Lebanon all right you too yeah we we are in agreement Okay. All right. Well, that is uh, brings us to the end of our Group A uh, examination. So we will see you again for uh, Group B. All right. See you next time. We originally planned to tag on our past, present, and future plans for the media cast, but we have instead decided to put a link to that 10-minute video in the show notes. 
It covers what we're working on and what we plan to do over the next nine months. We'd like to thank Navur Avincham and Pixabay for the wonderful music you hear in this media cast. The title is called Arabic Trap. <laughs>